Hello, fellow educators. Welcome to the 23rd episode of Teacher's Tint. Still a place to regain your strength after a long day, week, or maybe semester this 2023. I'm your host, Steve G. I am glad to be sharing this second season of our podcast just twice a month this fall after our summer break. Thank you also for the feedback on last episode. It is awesome to know that what we share here at Teacher's Tent is being put to good use. Today we will conclude our discussion on classroom management, which we've carried out in the last three episodes in response to your own input. Remember when 60% of you said in the spring that this was your biggest concern or need. Just like last episode, today's will be based on one of my presentations, an abstract of which you can find on my webpage, teacherstent.com. Today's episode is based on my presentation, How to Rid Your Class of Child Entitlement, where we look at 15 situations where we try to spot entitlement issues that may have permeated into our classrooms without us even realizing. Here today, I will share three of those scenarios with you that I believe will help us have better management of our class. And remember, even though a month has already gone by since school started, this is still the perfect time to consider this topic since the rules that we set during these first weeks are crucial to the development of a healthy and productive learning environment. So please keep sharing your feedback after listening, either through comments on Instagram or emails in ways that you think will help teachers with this aim. So let's talk about our final part of classroom management, part three, The first way in which I believe entitlement has permeated into our classrooms is through the topic of punctuality. Punctuality seems to have become a lost battle. I know that many things have changed in the classrooms in the last 20 years, but none as much as punctuality. Back in the day, if you were late, you were in big trouble. Unless, of course, you had a big reason. Today, it is so sad to see in many schools, teachers and even administrators sitting hopelessly watching kids consistently come too late to, to class day after day. And not just five minutes, but even 30 or 60 minutes every single day. I really think this is a very ineffective way of managing your classroom. So. Allow me to share what I do with punctuality. Let me start by saying that it is a great thing to do to make sure that people understand the consequences for their behaviors. And as adults, we all do that. One of the reasons I come to work on time is because I don't want to face the consequences of being late. So it's not that I'm admirable because I'm on time. I'm on time because I don't want to experience the consequences. Likewise, students need to know the same. 
Unfortunately today, very few teachers enforce consequences for being late to class. As a result, the behavior continues over and over. What I do is usually on my first day, I wait until the bell goes, which in my school is 7.50, and then um, I stop the kids at the door and I ask them the first question, why are you late? Which is usually followed by a very look like, what do you mean why I'm late? I'm always late. And of course, kids don't say that, but they look at you like that because probably they've been late in the past and very few people have said anything about it. Or they may have said something, but nothing really, really happened. So the first thing I do is, first of all, do you realize you're late? Second, give me a reason why you're late. If you don't know, you shouldn't be late. Or if you are late, you should have a reason. And the third thing we do is we look at the clock together and I say, do you know what time it is? Most of the times they don't. We look at the time and then we realize, okay, so how late are you? Five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes? Okay, and number four, please make sure you understand that I need you here before 7.50. By going through these four steps, I make sure children understand that they're late, by how much they're late, the expectation that I have. And then of course I mention what happens if they don't follow and come late on the next day. I tell them, well, if this behavior continues, I'm going to have to call your parents. As the next day comes, I hope that they don't come late. But if they do come late again, I talk to them again and we go over the whole spiel. Do you know what time it is? Why are you late? How many minutes are you late? Do you have an excuse? And then I finally tell them, can you handle this yourself or do I need to call your parents? Because I can call them right now. Most of my students always say I can handle. So I say, great. What I'm hearing you say is that you are going to make sure that you're on time tomorrow. You don't need me to explain that to your parents. You can do that yourself. And usually they say yes. And hopefully on the third day, they're on time. With very few occasions, most students have been on time after that. And in the very few occasions that they have not, I've had to call parents and explain to them how important it is that their son or daughter is in class at the time where class begins so that they don't miss a 20, 25 or 30 minute activity, which they cannot afford to miss. A second element that has brought more entitlement in the classroom is teachers' desire to avoid frustration in their students and, in particular, not allowing them to experience frustrations as a result of their own choices. I'm going to share an example that I had last year at my other school where Miss Pearls and I realized that we had to come up with some kind of solution for the Chromebooks that the students were using and the way they were charged. Because in some grades, as soon as that battery was running out, kids were getting out of their seats, plugging them onto the walls, which meant that they had to interrupt their activity, they had to be away from their groups, and of course, the additional hazard of having cables ranging from one wall to the other, which the kids themselves could trip on or 
I could trip on myself. So Miss Pearls and I got thinking and we decided we would come up with a different solution. We told our students that chargers had to be taken home and Chromebooks had to be charged during the night at home and we expected laptops to come 100% charged to school so that that charge would last the entire day. We knew we were taking a risk and it was hard because at first some students did not fully charge their batteries, but then we allowed them to experience that frustration by saying, well, it's 1.30, you have run out of juice. I'm afraid you're gonna to have to use paper instead. You will not be able to continue using your Chromebook because it has died on you because you didn't fully charge it at home the way we told you to do it. By allowing them to face the consequences of their own behavior and the frustration that that brought, we actually got 100% of our students in about two or three weeks to get used to actually charging their Chromebooks at home every evening we got rid of the hazards, we got rid of the disruption, and we were able to continue with our own instruction without any more um, interruptions. A final element that has brought entitlement in the classroom is allowing the I asked him cycle to continue when talking to parents or feeding it ourselves. Let me explain what I mean by this cycle. This is when you call your parents because your student hasn't done the homework. And then the parent says, well, but I asked him if there was any homework and he said no. And of course, this is a never ending cycle because the parent did ask probably, but the child didn't remember or maybe lied and said no. And then here you're stuck with no homework and then you're calling the parents. So how do you break the cycle? Well, what we used to do in the class was very simple. We tell parents, don't ask your children if they have homework, go ahead and ask them for their planners. We as effective teachers spend time filling out our planners every Monday morning with all the different things they're going to be expected to do throughout the weeks the day they have homework and the days they don't. And then we tell parents, parents, sit with your kids, ask them for those planners. Don't ask them if they have homework, make them show you the planners. And when they show you the planners, you'll see whether they have homework or not. Most kids genuinely forget that they have homework and that's the reason they say no. There might be a few that just lie, but for the most part, kids forget. So having that planner breaks the cycle because the parents will not be asking kids whether they have homework or not. The kids will not be forgetting the homework and that homework will be done and will be brought back to class. So by using a planner and reminding parents to work with that planner, which you so carefully work to complete every Monday morning, you will actually break what I call the I ask him cycle. In conclusion, managing a class is not easy, but keeping in mind the three suggestions we shared should help you become a better class manager.
namely, don't let them be late to class, allow them to experience frustration as a result of their own choices, and stop feeding the I asked him cycle. These are the top three on my list that we have covered in today's episode, Classroom Management, Part 3. Please let us hear what suggestions would make your top three list. Feel free to email me this or other comments to steve at teachestint.com or simply follow Teachestint on Instagram. In the meantime, please join us next week for our podcast's 24th episode. The range of abilities in my classroom is insane. How can I work with it? And remember, if you're enjoying the show, please don't forget to let your colleagues and friends know about and bring them to Teacher Stand. We'll make room for them too. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.